Welcome to ISA's Arborviews podcast, the series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. I'm Bob Polumsky, your host on this episode of Arborviews. Alex Julius is a recent graduate from the University of Massachusetts at Amherst Environmental Conservation Department, and she's currently employed as a tree trimmer by West Coast Arborists in San Diego, California. Alex completed her master's in arboriculture and urban forestry, working with Dr. Brian Kane and Dr. Dennis Ryan at the Stockbridge School of Agriculture. She received her bachelor's degree at Smith College in architecture and urbanism, and recently became an ISA certified arborist. Today we'll be talking about safe work practices. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today on Arbor Views. You're welcome, Bob. It's I'm glad to be here. So, uh, with regard to uh, these American National Standards for Arboricultural Operations, otherwise known as the ANSI Z133.1 standards, can you tell us how they were developed and also what is their purpose? Well, it's actually an interesting story, Bob. So, in 1968, uh, following a tragic event, Mrs. Ethel Hugh decided that there needed to be a standard. Her son, unfortunately, had died in a tree care um, incident, and so she wrote to legislators, wrote to federal and state authorities, and demanded there be a standard for tree care. So um, the NAA, the National Arborist Association, now TCIA, took on this task, and there were several delegates. We still have them, same kind of group. Today we've got academics, equipment manufacturers, government insurance agencies, all on this advisory board to help regulate the industry. Now this is just an advisory guideline for workers and since OSHA doesn't have its own guidelines for tree workers then what they do is they'll use our ANSI standard to help regulate in the case of incidences. Mm. And so now with regard to your master's project, you had worked with uh, the New England tree care industry. And I was just kind of curious, uh, what did you or what did your investigation involve uh, with regard to these safe work practices? Well, I actually had an interest in these days that we don't have incidences occurring. So a lot of research today with tree care is coming from reports when someone is to die or get seriously injured on the job. So fatalities, we find out information about how they got hurt or killed. We find out what equipment was involved, but we don't actually know if this was the result of a one-time quick decision or if it was repeated um, violations of the ANSI standards that an accident was just bound to happen at some point. So the study that I conducted, I wanted to follow up and see how workers operate day to day and see if their regular behaviors it's if it's just bound to happen at some point that they're non-compliant with the ANSI standards. And so Alex in collecting this data basically it was strictly observational on your 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 viewpoint and they allowed uh, an independent observer to watch them working on tree care operations? Well, actually, it's a funny story. I did get the IRB approval. The Institutional Review Board did allow me to go out and study these workers without their consent um, with the agreement that, of course, it's all confidential. No one finds out who I actually studied. But because I wasn't intervening, I wasn't doing anything to them or with them on the job site, I wasn't affecting or changing what jobs they were actually conducting, then I was able to go out and observe them. They were in the public spaces on streets and so I was allowed to do this and observe them and find out 
um, with just a checklist and a car, I was able to find out what aspects of the standard they complied with or failed to comply with. And, you know, that, that's just such an interesting study, but I think it's also kind of sad that we've waited this long <laughs> to actually try to tease apart uh, some of the aspects of our boricultural operations and see what people are doing right, what, they're may, what they may be doing incorrectly. And along those lines, I'm just really curious to know what kind of occupational hazards uh, do arborists commonly overlook uh, that may lead to injury? Well, we have a big issue in this industry, I think, with perceived risk. So now we have chainsaws have been in the industry for a very long time, and I think people are getting really comfortable with them the more safety features we add into it. There's lower perceived risk. Additionally, ladders, nobody ever thinks of ladders as being dangerous, but how many people do we hear about falling off of orchard ladders or trying to operate a chainsaw wall on top of a ladder? Um, we just have lower perceived risk. Fortunately for um, our industry, a lot of people do see chippers as being dangerous, which is, let's keep it that way. But um, there is reduced perceived risk with the added safety features that we're bringing into the industry, which don't get me wrong, those are great that we have them. But I think it is changing people's attitudes about their risk on the job site. I see. Uh, I was kind of curious as well uh, with regard to neglect where there are some safety precautions that are necessary. In your study, uh, what what do you find uh, had been neglected by arborists where I realize time is money? Uh, mm -hmm. where, where, where have you seen perhaps uh, people cutting corners with regard to safety issues? Well, the biggest and most shocking finding that I found was PPE. People are not wearing their hard hats and most of all not wearing their eye protection. Um, these are what I think are normally considered the most basic. We, I think, rarely kind of talk about PPE because us, as people who are educating ourselves in arboriculture, showing up to these conferences and workshops, we're the kinds of people, I think, who are already attuned to the need for PPE. But then we have all these other people in the industry who don't maybe have the benefit of showing up to these workshops and don't understand the importance of always wearing that hard hat that it shouldn't just be conditional of, oh, I'm operating a chainsaw right now, so maybe I should have it on. Um, I think there's also lower perceived risk of being a grounds worker, even though the most incidences occur to ground workers, whether it be sprained ankles or objects falling on them, that's the most dangerous place you can be on the job site. And where better should you be wearing a hard hat than when you're on the ground? Wow, um, that, that's, that's really new to me. Uh, but now as I think about this, the people that you surveyed, were you able to tease apart the data and see those folks that may have had been involved in some accreditation or certification program versus others that weren't. Uh, I would assume you also being a certified arborist that I would hold you in a higher regard that you are aware about, of, of PPEs and, and the importance of safety. Did, did, was that borne out by your research? Uh, well, I actually... Fortunately or unfortunately, I did not receive my ISA certification until after this study, so my own personal bias didn't play a part in it. Um, however, I did tease apart looking at the accredited companies and companies that just had ISA certification um, on staff without the accreditation and then people who just had a chainsaw on a truck and conducted tree work. I did want to see if there was a difference, and unfortunately there wasn't as much of a difference as there should have been. Um, Yes, the, the accredited companies and I say certified arborists were significantly more compliant. However, 
these other people didn't exactly set the bar high. So just because you're more compliant than someone who's maybe 30% of the time compliant, uh, I think workers for an accredited company should be wearing their chaps more than 50% of the time, which is what I found. Well, you already passed your master's defense, but I still <laughs> would like to ask you, why? Why? I think there are a lot of issues, one of them being safety culture, I think. So we have this, this difference, distinction between safety culture and safety climate, which a lot of people will argue about the definitions. Safety climate is going to be, or the climate is going to be the main thrust of the company. So that could be production, that could be safety. So if someone just got injured in the company, they're usually going to have this main thrust for safety for the next few weeks. But safety climate can be very temporary, whereas safety culture, this is just the accepted social norms of the workers. This is going to be how they act day to day. And if you have people who have been in the industry for a very long time, it's going to be hard to change that attitude if they've grown accustomed to not having a quick stop on their chippers and then all of a sudden they're forced to use this, then it's going to be hard to change that behavior. So safety culture is much more permanent in a company. I, I love the terminology about the culture and the climate. I was uh, curious now to know about Arborist right now, where you being a, an Arborist yourself, a tree trimmer, you know it's a dangerous business. Uh, mm -hmm. What can Arborists do who are listening to this program? How can they improve their safety skills for themselves, but also for the people that they work with, but also the enforcement of safety regulations? What can, can our Arborists do? Well, one thing I think is incredibly important is practicing what we preach. I think we hear a lot of maybe foremen or people higher up telling us about these um, safety regulations and behaviors that we should be abiding by, but then maybe a foreman is jumping onto a job site quickly to do something for one second and they just forget to put on their hard hat. And it's just setting that example and a precedent for the other workers, seeing that behavior and it's it just rebounds from there, I think. Um, so that's one aspect. One other thing I think is changing our attitude about safety. Um, a, lot of, um, a lot of emphasis is placed on abiding by safety regulations so we don't get fines from OSHA, when really our attitude should be so I don't die, so I don't get brain damage. This applies in other areas, for instance, when we talk about not speeding in our cars. We say, well, don't speed on the freeway because you're going to end up getting a ticket from the cops. How about instead, don't speed because you could kill someone. So it's a very different attitude about safety and why we need to be um, compliant with these standards. They're not just there for fun. There's a reason for them. Well, Alex, we really should end on that note, and that was really brilliant. And I think you've, you've got a, a really outstanding study looking at these safety issues. And I think West Coast Arbus is very fortunate to have you a Thank part you. of their company. Thank you so much for joining us on, on Arborview. I was speaking to Alex Julius. She is a tree trimmer working with West Coast Arborist in San Diego, California. Thank you, Bob.